and welcome to the Fleet Geeks podcast. We're here to help develop fleet and transport professionals. Do you want to progress and develop your skills and knowledge? We promise to bring lively conversation and debate around interesting issues and keep you bang up to date with changes in our awesome industry. The Fleet Geeks are a community of professionals and if you enjoy the podcast, why not join the discussion for free in the Fleet Geek community over on Facebook. So red light's rolling. I'm hoping it's going to work this time. We're hoping it's working. We had a couple, a couple of technical issues there, but I think it's we've uh, we've not really been together to do a pod, podcast. We've done it remotely, haven't we, for the last uh, little while? So it's uh, it's just making sure this uh, this wonderful kit that we've got is. Uh, I must say, properly. I must say, the sound quality is much better on this kit, isn't I it? Think, than when yeah. we're remote from each other. Whether there are, whether we get that. Um, we were just talking about feedback. We we love your feedback, and we get people tell us from time to time randomly how much they enjoy the podcast. But we never see you put anything on on any of the. I know uh, we normally just get just get knocked. Someone went on and put a comment on YouTube the other day about not speaking into a tin can. Tin or something. can, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think when we're together like this on this kit, it's really good kit. I think when we're at home and what have you, we, it's like everybody we rely on the sort of vagaries of the internet, don't we? And the uh, that's the, the, the challenge signal, isn't it but, uh, it was really odd the other day because we recorded Chris Powell's didn't we we did and um, the first one there was some weird echo that, yeah, yeah. for, for we some unknown reason but it was his end yeah. and I think that's one of the issues when you get a guest on the podcast remotely is you can never really guarantee the sound quality of their, uh, the, their equipment at the other end but here we are we're in a room and we've got all the proper gear all the gear and no all idea all the gear and no <laughs> idea so <laughs> um, but yeah uh, but do you know what I discovered the other day on YouTube yeah. I did, uh, well, I should I should have known this really, but there is a dislike button on YouTube. Dislike. Button. So I actually went through our old videos <laughs> and to see what percentage were like and dislike. Oh dear. We have had some controversial ones. Yeah, we've had a few, yeah, we have yeah. had the odd dislike. Ooh, like what sort of prick has got to go for a YouTube channel to, to dislike, dislike it? Us. Yeah. Why listen to it in the first yeah, place? Just scroll yeah, on, just scroll on by, dickhead. On. Yeah, yeah, but uh, there we go. But not that we don't mind a bit of criticism. <clears throat> well, no. Well, the, the thing is, right? I don't mind a little bit. Of, I don't mind someone giving us some developmental but not feedback. Just a, yeah, but yeah. don't just. Click the dislike button. We don't know what you didn't like. It might yeah. just be, you know, it might be something that I can never change. You might not like the tone of my voice. Well, that's never changing. Well, you might not like the content. Nah, you know, see, so that's important. it's important. We need to know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Oh dear, we're opening ourselves up for some abuse. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah anyway, yeah. we're like two minutes in and Good. we've just waffled. What, what are we what are we chatting about? So yeah, I, I, I don't know. We've got a couple of a couple of. So let's let's uh, one um, that came about a little while ago. Um, for me, is been highlighted that sometimes in the industry we struggle to um, get the difference, if you like, or understand the difference between an operating uh, centre and uh, an operator's licence. Um, the two are not sort of mutually exclusive, and that might sound a little bit strange, but uh, and I quite often have this challenge with students on transport manager. It's almost like chicken and egg. Yeah. What comes first? Well, I mean, I'm just going to jump in quickly, actually, because I know you're about to go off talking about that issue. But I think there's also an issue around the term operator. And the reason, the reason I'm just going to raise that as a random one is that it was something that whenever I speak to someone who potentially works in the safety arena but doesn't necessarily do the transport and fleet stuff, mm. to them an operator is potentially a driver or ah, someone yes. who operates the machinery. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so we go off. And, and, yeah. and I guess this is why it's important to be really precise with our language 
But in the industry, we talk about operators as in the business which operates, operates the vehicle. Operates the vehicle, yeah. Yep. But um, particularly if you're speaking to safety colleagues or, or people from other industries or people joining our industries, often if you speak about an operator, they might be thinking about um, you know a plant operator, a forklift operator. You know, often yes. in other terminology, yes. they talk about drivers in that term. We talk about yeah. So when I you know mm, I had right. to clarify that when I spoke with James McPherson, for example, on the rebranding safety podcast. When I was talking about operators, for literally, I could tell when the penny dropped. It was about five minutes in. He realised I was actually talking about the business, which the was business, operating yes, the vehicles. So yes, there you go. I just, you know, no, that's, just a, a, little... that's a really, that's a really good point because we do talk. I mean, they are drivers, aren't they? The people we employ to drive our lorries are drivers. Yep. Um, whereas the, not necessarily the people we employ to drive our forklifts because they would be operators. Or that's certainly how the the terminology in health and safety world talks about it. Can so, be, yeah. So it's a, yeah. an operator is someone who who operates the machinery absolutely so yeah generally yeah. speaking it's it's a technical person rather than um rather than a uh, a business entity yeah which is, it, which is just interesting just really. to confuse matters even more just to confuse matters even more the 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 um the legal terminology around an operator's license talks about the user now to me the user of, of a vehicle is the person who's actually behind the wheel. But actually, the meaning in, in law of the user is, is, is essentially what we would call the operator. So the person who's actually operating the vehicle in terms of as a business. So uh, it's, a, do you know what, I've, again, I always say to my students, it's, you've got to come into this game, um, think not, not, you know, trying to forget that somebody, it would be great if somebody started all over again with a clean sheet of paper and started writing all our laws out. Um, and using the same terminology and keeping it consistent. Unfortunately, it's not consistent all the way through, is it? And yeah, you definitely need a glossary. <laughs> glossary of terms. Because, you know, user, operator, driver. You know, what, what we, what are we for those of you that aren't about? sure, a glossary is a bit like a dictionary. You need a glossary of terms <laughs> to search the glossary of terms, wouldn't you? So, Did you yeah. see me mansplaining? <laughs> have, you, have you heard of the term mansplaining? mansplaining yeah. 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 So anyone that doesn't know what mansplaining means, I'm literally doing it as we speak. It's a little bit of a paradox. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, no, anyway so, I keep interrupting you. No, operator that's licensing a, and operating Yeah, that, that's a really good... Uh, and it, it is, it's understanding where these things fit and live with, within our world, isn't it? And... Yeah, that, you know, what comes first, an operator's license or an operating centre? So what do, what do you reckon? Is it like if you was doing an application, um, you can't do an application for an operator's license really without an operating centre. Mm-hmm. But then you can't create a centre without having a licence. It's really difficult to understand which way around and it comes. Do you know what? Someone someone posted it on Facebook the other day actually and I just it just made sometimes it just makes you think a minute. And I was like, I'm sure I'm thinking about this too deeply. I'm going to hurt myself. Um, but someone posted about if the, someone applies to change their operating centre, do they have to add it as an additional one to enable the changeover? Changeover, yeah. Uh, between yeah. the operating centres. Any, anyway, I, I digress. What comes first? So when we do operator licence applications, we have to have... It's a bit of a chicken and an egg conversation here. Um, but you... You need to have you need to declare an operating centre and advertise an operating centre to apply for the operator's license or to complete yeah. the operator license application. Yes. So the operating centre mm. uh, must come first. Hi, it's Pete from Flagship Partners. We're really proud to sponsor the Fleet Geeks podcast. 
Flagship partners offer a range of consultancy and training services to ensure that our customers remain compliant and have the best possible knowledge to be able to fulfill their work. If you're interested in support with any of our safety, HR or compliance services, or you want to train to be a transport manager or need driver CPC training, give us a call today. Yes, essentially it is, doesn't it? Because you can't apply for an operator's license without having an operating centre. So, yeah, it is. It really is a chicken and egg situation. And, um, you know, I still baffle myself sometimes when I try to think of, uh, to think of that in, in those terms. Um, but an operating centre... Um, no, no, let's go for the operator licence first. So, so if you've got an operator's licence, you have operating centres added to that licence. So you'll, you'll have one operating centre. Then in time, if you add more operating centres, you add it to that licence. So... Uh, and then, of course, if you want to operate an operating centre that's not in that same traffic area, you have to apply for a new operator's licence in that sub, said, said traffic area. Um, so the operating centres and operator licences, and where the confusion sometimes comes is what the tra Traffic Commissioner's powers are in relation to the operating uh, licence and the operating centres. Okay. So. Do we ever get? Do you have you ever seen um, on any of the licences that you're involved with, Pete? Um, conditions on operators, uh, operating centres. Yeah, so that that's something we see see on a regular basis, and it's often to do with noise or yeah, disruption, noise. particularly around sort of residential residential type areas. So it may. Um, you know, it may enforce uh, operating hours or hours of operation. It may uh, enforce specific routes in and out of a residential area yeah. potentially. Um, so yeah, I've seen I've seen a few different um, I've I've seen a few different sort of you know what, uh, variations of of what that may look like, as well as operators being investigated uh, as part of potential complaints from local residents and those kinds of things. Yeah, so that, I think that's where the, 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 the difference is, where the, the issues... So the Traffic Commissioner has powers in relation to the operating centre mm -hmm. because they will, um, they will approve the operating centre for use. They only approve it on operation, on the environmental grounds. So, and as you say, noise is normally the biggest environmental we often think of the environment as being sort of pollution and global warming and things like that but really the the, the environment for most people the biggest concern for them um, is the noise isn't it and disruption as you say so yeah yeah noise disruption space um, you know ensuring that the vehicles aren't interacting um, in an unsafe way with the local you know the local um, Environment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Interacting with the environment, and it's not always. It's not always without. It can. Not, you people tend to think that on an industrial estate, you're not going to get that. But of course, businesses fall out with each other, don't they? Over parking and things. They, yeah, they can do absolutely. And I think um, you know, certainly with the, my recommendation is when people do their operator license application, is that they will ensure that they've got an operating centre which is. There's many out there that are kind of pre-approved. So if you know somebody who's already running trucks or buses from a certain operating centre, then you know likelihood is that you're going to get you're going to get uh, favourable 
uh, a favourable situation with that. But um, yeah, I've seen um, certainly on some operator license application, I've seen some fairly uh, dodgy driveways and yeah. <laughs> uh, fields in the back of a house and and all sorts of stuff for an operating centre. Yeah, what, what, yeah. So it's anything's anything's possible. Um, so the the traffic commissioner's powers in relation to the operating centre, uh, and in fact, the operating centre is something that the operate the, the traffic commissioner formally reviews every five years and sometimes people get this mixed up with an operator license renewal um, operators licensing is um, is is never expires operate there are only two ways you won't have an operator's license anymore one is that if you uh, are um, you know if you fall short of their expectations um, then you will have your operator's license revoked or you surrender it um, if you simply don't pay the, the, re, the renewal fee, it just it just lapses into a surrender. So they're the only two ways you won't have an operator's license, but your operating centres, the traffic commissioner can take action against those independently of your operator license, if you see what I mean. So and if, you're, um, if you've got some issues with your neighbours uh, and those complaints are not investigated and dealt with, then at the review, the formal review of your operating centres, which happens every five years, the traffic commissioner can take action against that operating centre. You can either remove it, or I mean, ultimately they can remove it from the licence completely. That doesn't mean to say you've lost your operator's licence, it means that that operating centre can no longer be used as an operating centre. And I guess if that's your only, if that's your only operating centre, that kind of puts a kibosh on your operator's licence, doesn't it, really? But... Um, and I think that's a really di- t- tr- tricky one. I find my students get their heads. Is that around. is that something that people struggle with? Is it yeah, understanding the difference? Really struggle with that. So, in terms of your operator's license itself, it's continually being reviewed, isn't it? Yeah. By MOT. Well, I suppose when I think about it, yeah. So when I think about it, it I suppose it's a bit like the term operator can be confusing. Yeah. When it, when people talk about licenses, that can become confusing as well because when you think about um, you know, here's a, here's a little little known fact for listeners that uh, Pete here has his alcohol pers- a personal alcohol license holder, uh, so I'm licensed to be able to uh, sell alcohol. And uh, you talk about premises licenses, which is ah, similar yes. to an operating centre, but actually, it's, but yeah. it's actually a premises license. So uh, you'd have a premises license for a pub or a bar or yeah, a nightclub yeah. or that kind of thing. Um, and that license belongs to the premises, yeah. so uh, I can similar. see I can see why there'd, there'd be some yeah. confusion. Um, I was actually the uh, the alcohol licensing changed in two thousand and three. I was the youngest person to pass it when the oh, when wow. the things changed. So you go, little known. There fact. we go. See, was, like every day I, is a school day. I was also I the realized, first. Yeah. I was also the first person to pass it hundred percent as well. There you wow. go. It's a long time ago now. I can't, can't remember a single thing about it. To be so, honest, yeah, can you still pull a pint? <laughs> I can still pull a pint. Oh, yeah, yeah, but I can't remember. Um, I can't remember what the different. Uh, uh, yeah, the different legalities and bits yeah, and pieces yeah, around. You know, so a lot of uh, a lot of the local pubs will be putting in for. Uh, temporary extensions and things like that for New Year's Eve yeah. and what have you. So, yeah. but it's very Actually, in that, reality. I'm going it's very simple. I'm going to use that because that's a really good way of looking at it. So, the person, so the the premises, the pub. If we could liken that to our operating centre, yep. so that's 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 the, the 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 impact on the local environment. People walking past late at night, making a lot of noise and yeah. etc. And then if you look at the person who's 
who's operating that pub. Yeah. That's a very and good way of looking at and, it. And essentially the landlord is like the transport manager, so to exactly. speak, and they have to be of a good exactly. repute and, and those kinds of well, things. But it's regulated by the, the local council rather than the rather traffic, than commission. traffic commissioner. Rather than traffic commissioner. That's um, a great way of looking at it. Do yeah. you know what? It's strange because those two industries really shouldn't really be... <laughs> Shouldn't really be good bedfellows, should they? Really, but they are. Yeah. No, so there we nice. go. So yeah, that, that's, I just thought I'd uh, I want to you know raise that one on a on a on a podcast. That so operator license that the you know in in this case the person who's who's serving you the alcohol the um the the, the person. I can't uh, believe we're using this. That's a great simile. analogy. It really is. Um, it, that, that person is the operator in in our world, and and they can lose that license by having it revoked or curtailed, cut, uh, or suspended for a period of time. And then the premises, the pub itself, um, if you think about it like that. So I'm guessing then, can 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 somebody with an alcohol license have more than one pub? Is that Possible. Do you know? Do you know what? I I don't actually know. Yeah, like we can have that's more a, than one. Yeah. yeah, that's a good good question. Anybody actually. out there know? I was gonna say, I I this this is the thing I should know, but we're talking twenty twenty years, years ago, ago. Yeah, and yeah, I've yeah, not yeah. been working in the industry yeah, for a little. I, yeah. I am I am I am tempted to say that I think a landlord has to be based in the premises. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. I think, because yeah. they have the name above the door mm, and yes, what have you, so yeah. I think the expectation is the it's landlord live, is, yeah. is, is, oh, is wow, part of the premises. So, uh, and, that, and that potentially they wouldn't have multiple premises, you'd have different landlords in each of them, I, I think, but... I stand to be corrected if, you know, anyone who uh, runs an uh, HGV operation and a pub, please do yeah, get in touch. Yeah. That's kind of, yeah. Put me to well, rights. There must be somebody out there, yeah, yeah, yeah. put us to rights. But hopefully the fact you found that, that, that interesting. But yeah, just think about the difference between the operating licence and the operating centre, and they're not, say, two mutually exclusive things. One, one doesn't necessarily drive the other. Fantastic. Yeah. Is that yeah. all right? I think yeah. that was a decent one, that one. And I've learned something new. So there right. we go. Yeah, see you on the next one, See guys. you on the next one, everybody. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please share with your friends and colleagues too. Join us for free on Facebook with the Fleet Geeks community for transport and fleet managers. Fleet Geeks offers ongoing professional development, networking and mentoring too. So get in touch with me, Pete Rushmer, on any social media platform to find out more.